What's up everybody and welcome back. There's a there's a lot going on. As we do every Friday, we take a look back at what's going on in the world of tech, Microsoft and everything in between. And uh, yeah, let's dive in because we've got some stuff to talk about with Cortana. Microsoft's making some massive moves. Uh, there were some leaked X, leaked Xbox specs that came out that, that um, I've done some poking around on and we're going to dive into why those are or are not accurate and everything else. So, uh, kicking things off here, if you've been watching the channel, you already know this, HoloLens 2.0, or the second gen HoloLens, expected to be announced next month at Mobile World Congress at the end of February in Barcelona, Spain. Check out that video if you want to know what I'm, what I believe, based on insider information, the specs to be uh, some of that stuff. Other things going on, if you are still running Windows 7, you got 52 weeks to get your butt off of it, basically migrate or die, uh, because Microsoft is going to stop shipping updates. They're going to no longer be shipping updates, no longer supported for the consumer, no longer supported in the enterprise, unless you're paying some serious dinero, because it will cost you, it's not cheap, not cheap to upgrade. Uh, speaking of downloading, well, you can't see it here, I'm downloading Ace Combat 7. Uh, I, I love kind of airplane-ish games, and so I'm curious to see if this one is good or not. I would definitely have an update on that. Um, also, not officially announced, but it was in the terms and conditions, Microsoft is hosting a hackathon, and the winner of that hackathon will get to speak at Microsoft's Build Conference uh, in May. Now, we don't actually know the dates, but if you read the terms and conditions, Microsoft of the first prize winner, Microsoft's, hey, their build uh, conference is taking place May 7th through the 9th. Now, I've known pretty sure it's going to have been that week for a while, and we'll expect Microsoft to formally announce it here soon, but according to the terms and condition of that prize, May 7th through the 9th is when build conference is taking place. Uh, Microsoft is also chipping some money into its own backyard. If you've heard, or if you know anybody trying to live in the Seattle area lately, it is... Um, expensive to say the least and so microsoft trying to be a good citizen because they have partially contributed to the problem um, amazon has been a big contributor there's boeing there's a whole bunch of people in that area it has made real estate extremely expensive and so if you're a teacher or just you're not a tech worker and you can't buy a house microsoft's trying to make that easier they're going to be donating up to 500 million dollars in loans and other things to help make Seattle real estate more affordable. Now this goes in stark contrast to things like we see in Seattle where they keep voting down initiatives to build more housing. And so if, you, if you're living in the Seattle area, it looks like this should help real estate prices and help you get into a home just a little bit easier. Uh, other things going on, uh, Windows 10 1809, if you don't have it, it will be shoved down your throat here in the near future. Not necessarily a bad thing, they finally worked out all the bugs, those OneDrive deletion issues are now gone. And so look for that to be coming to your machine in the near future. And uh, speaking of things that are wrapping up, 19H1, Microsoft is making, uh, they're getting ready to do their final kind of push here for features and inclusions and wrapping up the development of that platform. They ship typically ship it in the springtime, roughly around March, um, unless it's like last year where it slipped a month, but which means that they need to get into the final features are done. We are locking down and we are only trying to stabilize the build. So be looking for that to be happening here in the near future as well. So, um, big news coming, coming out of Satya Nadella. He did a private press briefing, which I wasn't invited to probably because, uh, well, they don't, they're not, they're not so happy when you talk about their future roadmaps that are accurate. Anyways, uh, it was a small press group, but Stratechery has the transcript of it and it is behind a paywall, which is fine. Um, but if you're curious about what he's talking about here, he made some big announcements and this is, I think, why they did it this way. They're effectively saying, hey, Cortana is uh, <clears throat> not, uh, yeah. So 
what he said here was talking about the Cortana. He says, uh, would it be better off, for example, to make Cortana a valuable skill that someone who is using the Amazon or Google device can call upon? Or should we try to compete with Amazon? Uh, we quite frankly decided that we should do the former. Now, I didn't say the specific, that I'm paraphrasing someone whose quotations did not activate a whole bunch of devices in my office. But what he's talking about here is that things like, where's the invoke, which you see back there, um, didn't, didn't really work out. Microsoft's play with Cortana has not materialized in ways that they expected. And he's saying, like, Satya, you, people are really annoyed with him because he's effectively saying, hey, Windows Mobile, which I did a video on earlier today, is dead. Um, he's saying Cortana, as a standalone thing, doesn't really make sense. And he's making tough decisions. And I know people are going to get really annoyed and offended by this, but he's making the right decisions. Um, Cortana is not going to survive on its own. It is not a thing. Uh, we've seen Microsoft separate the search functionality from Cortana in Windows 10. That is the latest feature in the upcoming build uh, that was announced this week. And so Microsoft is making a lot of moves to make Cortana just a, a bot. And I, I've talked about this for a while, and I don't think Cortana is going away. Cortana is just the manifestation of all the AI bot work under one personality. Companies, Microsoft is already making probably more money than a lot of companies with bots. BMW is using the backend tech for their bot. Uh, I would imagine a lot of other companies are. And so for Microsoft, unfortunately, from a consumer presence, it's not a viable strategy. They're not going to make money there. I don't think Amazon makes a lot of money other than maybe the few dollars they make on hardware. But from a, a software and a service platform, we haven't seen them um, turn it into a viable like enterprise-based business yet. I'm not saying it's not happening or they aren't doing it, but yet. But Microsoft has the means and production is already doing it's already selling basically white labeled cortana and that is going to be their strategy going forward which is perfectly fine because it makes them a stronger company the unfortunate thing is is that they don't have a consumer connection to it it's still going to be in windows 10 but i suspect that we will be able to see that you'll be able to get amazon built into windows 10. we've already seen that from hp as kind of like a bolt-on personality but i bet we start to see it more natively integrated which is fine you guys should be happy that we have options options are the best thing about windows and so is Cortana dead? I don't think it's officially going to die ever because it Cortana is honestly just a voice personality on things that Microsoft is building anyways, and they will not stop building out their AI functionality. That would be crazy. They use it everywhere. They use it for people like BMW and everything else. All Cortana is is just the voice component on top of it. So it'll, it'll stay around. Um, I suspect they're going to keep building out their apps and everything else because, again, it's not much overhead. But he also says... The, and this is what might offend um, this is what might offend people the most though he says the challenge is exactly what will we be able to do in the category that is going to be unique mm, that's the that's what Microsoft has always kind of prided itself on is being unique and different and implementing technology in ways that other companies can't because they have advantages with their cloud platform and here he is saying yeah and I, I candidly i do somewhat agree with him i don't know what they could do with that device that amazon can't do or google can't do the one thing they can do is office 365 but that is not you don't go my parents are not going to go out and buy a cortana based device because they can tie it into their office 365 accounts that is not a reason why you would buy one now it's a great feature to have to have that functionality and availability but it's not a reason why you would buy the device. You'd buy these devices because they control lights, they control timers, and do everything else, which Cortana isn't really best suited for. You're going to get better integration with other platforms because companies aren't building, um, there's, there's, they're not building things to work with Cortana. If it works, it's great, but it's not 
inherently designed like HomeKit or works with Amazon type products. So is Cortana dead? I know I've said this about five times on this podcast. No, it's not dead, but don't expect it to be this next great adventure for Microsoft. I think the priority and focus is elsewhere, which makes sense from a, a profitability and longevity standpoint. Microsoft can't keep throwing money down rabbit holes that they're not going to win. Mike, I, I don't see a scenario where Cortana would ever overtake the Amazon device or Google's assistant with the consumer, with that caveat, with the consumer. I don't see them. I don't see a scenario or a path. If you do, I would love to know how Microsoft could um, but so far, they included it in Windows 10, which is running on over 700 million devices, and it's not moving the needle for the company. And so if you see a path for them to do this, please let me know in the comments, because I'd be very curious to see how, how or if they could. But there are other things to talk about today. And so I got nailed, or nailed, or mailed, emailed, passed along about 700 different times this information regarding leaked specs about the next-gen Xbox, the, the Scarlet family of devices, we're talking Lockhart and Anaconda. And so I'm going to, you're going to see it here on your screen. This is from a deleted post on Reddit. And I tossed this around to a couple different people who would be in the know, if you will, about what is coming from this hardware. And all of them kind of agreed on one thing. They said, these specs, they're not crazy to say like this could be what it is, but what they are guessing here is that this individual was just using known information that I've talked about previously, others have talked about, and just kind of combining it to make um, a, a really saucy post on Reddit to feel like they are some sort of insider or something like that. Because there's some things here that don't really line up, especially from what I've heard. Let's just talk CPU first. They write uh, eight core, 16 thread Zen 2 CPU. I've already said that it's gonna be Zen 2, so they're just pulling that information. Eight core, 16 threads. That does not seem unreasonable. That aligns to some of the early uh, PS5 specs. So is that inherently wrong? We don't really know. It's going to be somewhere along there. The, the thing that me to me that jumps out here is the GPU. So they say custom Navi, which again, we've been talking about for a while. But here's my problem. And this is what a lot of other people were pointing out is that they're going to have two iterations of the Navi GPU. One that does 12 teraflops and then the Lockhart one which does four teraflops. That's that's a pretty sizable difference and not to mention kind of crazy uh, difference. But then there's also this memory issue with 12 gigs of GDDR6 for the cheaper device and 16 gigs. Now, this isn't, this isn't a huge difference in product, right? Especially on the RAM side, um, this is what, this is what's causing everyone to hang up here. This different GPU and different Ram setting. I don't, that's what I think is the wrong here. And especially what is wrong here is pricing. Microsoft doesn't know the pricing. We don't know the pricing. We are more than a year away, year and a half, roughly, um, if not longer than that from this to toss out price points at this point would be ludicrous. And to say that there's only, what is that? It's like a $250 difference between, uh, four and 12 teraflops on the GPU side and what, eight gigs of RAM? Or Yeah, no, four gigs of RAM, four gigs of RAM. The pricing doesn't make sense either. And also there's some launch titles that are mentioned here that I know not to be accurate. Uh, so we'll, we'll throw that out there. And then, so we have DirectX with ray tracing. Here's the other thing. Here, here's one of the other things that somebody else flagged. So ray tracing is not exactly AMD's strong point right now. 
And so we're not quite sure that I'm not saying it's not coming, but we also know that ray tracing introduces overhead that lowers GPU performance. And so it's not, it's not right. Now, the one thing I do know that is right, if you will, uh, he, he lists or he or she, I should say, uh, lists one terabyte of NVMe solid state storage. I do know that that is accurate to the development kit called Danta, I believe. Um, so definitely, it's definitely solid state in that one terabyte NVMe NVMe SSD is accurate. And this is why people like who I've talked to were like saying like, like this, this is kind of like close probably, but it, it really feels like they're guessing and there's more to this. So then he goes on to list PS5 specs again with pricing, um, custom eight core, 16 thread thing and all that custom Navi, eight teraflops, 12 G DDR, one terabyte solid state. So here, here's the other kind of big flag with this stuff, guys, this individual is claiming to have all the specs of the Xbox next generation and PlayStation 5 next generation. So who is this individual? And I typically don't try to go down this, but you'll see why here. For this person to have this information, they are not on the Xbox side of life and they are not on the PlayStation side of life because they have both products, which means that they, you're either working in A, manufacturing, which doesn't have access to this stuff yet because they're not producing these boxes, which realistically means that they are either A, in a gaming studio, but we know that they're not in a gaming studio because they list like seven or eight gaming studios who are going to be building product. A gaming studio would not be privy to who else is building first-party applications. So we know they're not working for Xbox. They're not working for Sony. They're not working for a gaming studio, which basically means that this company or this person has to be working for AMD. That's the only logical way you could get access to all this information and be able to post it in one chunk further inside of companies like this they they develop what's called like a conflict shop so in in pr they call it conflict like let's say this where happens with the xbox stuff the company that does uh xbox pr also does other gaming stuff so they create what's called a conflict shop which means they are isolated from the rest of the company and so the the team that is working on the next gen xbox cpu is not going to be the same team that is working on the next gen sony cpu can you imagine how pissed off most Sony and Xbox would be if they found out the same person is working on both chips for both competing platforms, that would be, that, that would not sit well with anybody on Xbox or Sony side. So this person who's leaking this isn't in that role because the, everything should be isolated as a proper conflict shop is run, which means that they are a high level executive at AMD who would then have access to both of this information and that, that, that would not sit well. Um, there's just something about this. It's too much information. It's too clean and it is way too damn early. And it's making some really bold damn predictions that don't sit right. Now I will happily, I was going to say, I'll happily eat my shoe or eat my foot. If this comes out to be 100% spot on. But the only reason I hesitate there is because this is just educated guessing. Anybody could have sat down and sat and, and done this. When I feel like I have the information um, that is accurate and that I can verify, I will happily pass that along. But the problem is, is that I know for a fact Microsoft hasn't finalized specs for the devices. You guys, it's not like it, it, this is launching in 2019 and we're going to get the full spec reveal at E3. They might talk about it at E3 potentially. That would not surprise me in the slightest. And maybe they will talk about some specs then. But we are more, uh, they're probably not going to start manufacturing this thing for another year. 
And to have all this stuff in bedrock performance threads, pricing and all that stuff, it's too neat, it's too clean, and it's way too early. Now, if this was a year from now and this was posted, that would seem more logical. And so that is kind of, that is my take on the information. Again, this is using my knowledge of what Microsoft is doing. I've passed it around to some people and they look at it and say, hmm, this doesn't, like it's not far off, but it doesn't feel like this is accurate based on inside information, more so just smart speculation. And so keep that in mind as you hear all this stuff, because there's some things that are missing that I'm pretty sure of. And so that... That is my take on the leaked Xbox specs for you all. And uh, thanks for all the tips about this, by the way, because that helped flag it and that way I understood it. Because it's, again, a deleted Reddit post. And so I couldn't find it right away. And uh, yeah, so super appreciative of that, guys. Uh, other things, I did a video earlier. Microsoft is officially laying the, laying the burial grounds for Windows Phone. And uh, they've got some, there's, uh, there's stuff going on next week as well. But I think it's going to be, you know, Often people think of January as a dull time in the Microsoft world. That is absolutely not going to be the case. I think we're going to see some more stuff come out this month. Um, and then we also have Mobile World Congress leading up to HoloLens 2.0 next month. And so it's been a good week in the world of Microsoft and beyond. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll catch you back here next week.